Bretto. Yes, Marcus. I don't want to hear this. What don't you want to hear? I don't want to hear someone come up to me on Monday and say, I had no idea about the wellness base camp. Oh, I hate it when that happens. It's all been all over Facebook, Instagram, emails, podcasts. If you are listening right now and you've been under a rock or you've been flat out busy and you just haven't got to booking your tickets, don't get to Monday and send us an email saying you forgot. I was going to book a ticket. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to school holidays and then the kids went back to school and then I went back to work and blah, blah, blah. Don't let it happen. Thewellnessbasecamp.com. 50 bucks off your ticket, a few seats left, don't muck around. You've got Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, Kim Morrison, Joe Witten, Audra Starkey, Jules Galloway, Brett Hill. Oh, I wouldn't miss it for the world, Marcus. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so informative. There's amazing exhibitors there. The venue, I'm told reliably by Marcus Pierce, is incredible. There's just no reason not to be there. It's the most beautiful venue we've ever had. The Wellness Base Camp proudly brought to you by Zars and Alkaline Water. And we, as you said, we've got some wonderful exhibitors. So don't muck around. Don't be that person or people that says, I forgot. Head to thewellnessbasecamp.com. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Bretto. Yes, Damo. Hey, uh, I'm going to go to Ikaria again, and uh, and Marcus is going as well, and we're going to take 20 people with us to Ikaria to learn more about longevity. If any of our listeners would love to come along to Ikaria with us, then just go to 100notout.com.au, I think it is, and uh, and check us out. See if it's for you, see if you'd like to come with us, because this episode is brought to you by the 100 Not Out Longevity Tour. Hi, this is Damien. And this is Brett. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. Good interview today. Yeah, really great interview. I enjoyed that. Um, really casual. I love a bit of bro. I love speaking to Kiwis. I really do. I have to admit, <laughs> I, I like it. You didn't even do an imitation accent in this episode, Dame. It was amazing. It's a pretty the bad it's a, bit of, it's a bad imitation. I think so it doesn't stop you from doing it every chance you get. <laughs> well, maybe not to our guests, you know. Maybe not to our guests. <laughs> oh, it has never stopped you, the Kiwi guest, before. But the restraint today was impressive, mate. Oh. But I tell you what, we're talking about a really cool new product that's available. It's a type of honey. It's actually, and it's not it was actually much- a choice new product. Choice new product, <laughs> but it's not Manuka honey. It's Kanuka honey, Kanuka honey. So it's it's with a K, yeah. and uh, and it sounds like incredible. And it's an amazing tree, not just for the honey, but for the oil as well. Yeah, I know, right? So you kind of think about um, a honey being, you know, something that bees make, and they just go and jump onto different flowers and get the nectar and take it back to the beehive and then make their thing. I think as we've understood more about bees. Over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years, we're now understanding that bees will tend to gravitate towards one particular plant, which I think is amazing. How do they know this stuff, right? They're so fascinating. Clever. Anyway, these particular um, plants are the Kanuka tree, which is very close relation to the Manuka tree, which is very close relation to the Australian tea tree tree, um, yields significant uh, benefits. And we'll go through all those benefits. One of the benefits that we spoke about off the recording was the difference between the oil and the honey, Bretto. Mm. And, uh, and, and 
and it was 100 times more powerful in terms of, I think it was the antibacterial properties, but 100 times more powerful, which is incredible. Yeah, like, so when you when you consider, when you listen to this call, this chat that we have, um, when, when you listen to this and you hear about all the benefits, the remarkable benefits of Kanuka over Manuka, even though Manuka is still outstanding, Kanuka... And then the Kanuka oil is 100 times stronger than Kanuka. You kind of go, oh, my gosh, that's just that's going to blow your mind. But you can imagine the huge amount of benefit that this might bring to people that are suffering with wounds, with acne, to infections that they just can't get on top of. I think we might see this in the future um, of medicine. I think this, could be, this will be a big thing. Oh. Well, I think it might end up in our medicine cabinet, don't we? Because there's actually no medicines in our medicine cabinet. But, but you've got the cabinet there. You've got to fill it with something. And this might be one of those products that ends up in there, I reckon. Jars of Kanuka. Yeah, that's it. And that's, that's it. Just wall to wall. And forage. <laughs> and forage. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Of, maybe we can mix the two together and, and make a bit of a facial or something, Damien. What do you reckon? <laughs> or you can just make, put it into like little cups, like little um, cupcake cups, put it into the fridge and make yourself oh. a nice little thing to take to school. I, I like that. It's like those, uh, what, what were they called? Honey those things? Honey juice. Honey crisps with, with the, the corn flakes that they used to make when I was a kid. Is yeah. that what you used to have? Or do you have the rice bubble versions? I just had forage as a you kid. You forage yeah, as I, a kid? I invented it when I was nine years old. <laughs> no, I didn't. I had cornflakes and I had rice bubbles. Absolutely, I got it. I got it. That's a that's a much better idea, mate. Some forage and some kanuka, and we're away. I like it. But we better get on with the interview, Damo. We better, mate. I hope everyone enjoys it. I got lots from it. Hey, Brad. G'day, Damo. How are you, mate? Great, mate. Great, mate. Hey, this is a really exciting chat today. Um, learning about uh, all things new. Um, you and I love to do that sort of thing, and and this is a newie. Yeah, new product. I'd never heard of it before, so I'm looking forward to chatting about this. Yeah, so we're joined today with Mark Sharman and Carmen Alvarado uh, from, uh, well, different parts of the globe, albeit all in Australia. And we're talking today about a new product called Kanuka, Kanuka Honey. Now, we've all heard of Manuka Honey, right, Bredo? Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yes, and I've been recommending that since the dawn of Manuka. I think, uh, you know, it must be 20 odd years I've been recommending that. Um, and now I'm really excited to find out more about this. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll launch straight into it and we'll start chatting with these guys. So, Mark, you're one of the founders of this particular company. Carmen, you work with Healthy Life and, uh, and you're obviously right across this. But welcome to the wellness, guys, and we're looking forward to chatting with you. Great. Thank you. Mark, can Likewise. you tell us a little bit about Kanuka? What is Kanuka and, you know, where do you get it from? Yeah, no, sure. It's uh, Look, Kanuka is a tree that grows in New Zealand. Um, it actually grows it grows across the Tasman as well. It grows in Australia and New Zealand. Um, but they're two very different different species. They they they, they all come under the the Maritacea family, which uh, you'd you'd probably know the Australian tea tree or tea tree being the, the more famous in Australia. Mm. In New Zealand, the I guess the famous tea tree tree is the is the manuka tree which has been obviously been made famous around the world with the manuka honey but, the, but there's also a, a kanuka variety of tree that grows through new zealand as well and there's there's three i guess sort of main species in new zealand one being the manuka and the other being the the kanuka variety which is the more common variety that grows throughout new zealand and then there's actually a third called Aotea Kanuka, which is a third species that's only found on Grey Barrier Island in the whole world. 
Um, great, and great so, fishing and great barrier, I have to say. Great, great fishing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and now great, great fishing and, and and diving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so it's um so it's that that the third variety, the Aotea Kanuka, is uh, is is pretty special. It's very rare, um, only found on this island. So. Uh, so that makes it um, makes it pretty unique in, in its properties and, and what it actually does. So I'm learning stuff already because as much as I'm a bit like Damo, I've recommended Manuka for a long time and, and you know used it and, and all that sort of stuff. But I actually never knew that it was a fa- in the family of a tea tree. I actually had no idea what the tree looked like or smelt like or anything. So learning stuff here, this is great. So you're saying that the third type of tree, the, the, the rare type of Kanuka, is the one that you're using to make this new sort of honey? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the the more common variety of Kanuka in New Zealand, it has um, that that's found sort of all over the place in New Zealand. Really, it's um, you know some regarded as a bit of a weed, but it's um, it's 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 within itself. It's it's got you know some medicinal properties, but the sub this Aotea Kanuka subspecies that grows on the island where our farm is situated has uh, has extraordinary properties um, within within the tree and so over time and over the years since we've been you know using using uh, the oil out of this tree and and obviously uh, with the working with the bees to uh, to make the honey um, we found uh, you know these these incredible medicinal properties that are that, that are found in the tree so mark there's one thing that strikes me uh, with what you're talking about I mean a great barrier is a big island, but we're not talking the size of Australia, um, and we're not even talking the size of the North Island of New Zealand. It's a little island off the coast of the northern parts of New Zealand. But if you're taking oil from the tree, is are we wrecking the tree, or have I got that wrong? How are you getting? Is, is it from the leaves? What's happening there? Exactly. No, it is from the leaves. So the the foliage of the Kanuka tree. So they the the actual tree itself grows to about upwards sort of six, seven metres, um, which is quite a tall tree. Uh, and the, the foliage and the, and the, the leaves that, that are on the tree, is, is it's, it's quite a lot. It's quite a heavy, dense, bushy tree. So there's a lot of leaf material on the tree. So even, even in their infancy when they're growing, um, you know, and they're probably around the sort of metre to two metre in height, which is when we, when we hand harvest our wild kanuka trees, um, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of leaf material. So, when it comes down to to how much leaf material is there and the amount of resource that that you know that's available, we're talking a large amount. The the farm itself where we where these trees grow wild is uh, is just under three thousand acres. So, and a lot of the farm is covered in in this Aotea Kanuka species. So we're we're pretty lucky to have a lot of this tree growing all over the all over the farm. And, and so, obviously, what you're talking about there is the oil that you get from the leaves, and that obviously being different to the the honey that you're getting from the bees. And I'm curious about the honey aspect because. Um, I'm always fascinated by the bees, the honey that is branded as a particular tree type. Like, how does it actually work in terms of uh, how do the bees, how do you make the bees only go to those kind of trees? Is it just that that's all that is around and available? Or is it that they just mostly go to those kind of trees, but they also sometimes go to other kinds of trees? Like, how does this work on a practical basis when you're farming honey? 
Yeah, no, that's a really good question, actually. It's uh, So we also have manuka trees across the farm, and, then, and there's also other types of, of New Zealand natives that flower as well. Um, throughout throughout the the season, so the 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 good thing about manuka and kanuka, the the trees, is that they flower at different times. So the the manuka tree flowers or blossoms probably about two to three times a year. So that's why you can get a lot more manuka honey uh, off the trees throughout New Zealand. So there's 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 probably a lot more uh, supply than, than um, you certainly would get from the kanuka trees. And the with the kanuka tree blossoming at, at a different time of the season, uh, you know that that when when all the flowers come out and there's no flowers on the manuka tree, that you're certainly getting um, as pure kanuka honey as you can possibly get. There's always going to be a tiny mix of, of other native flowers that are going to be probably... Uh, you know, flowering within around the same time as the kanuka, but predominantly the, the the bees are pretty the bees are pretty intelligent. They know sort of where to go and what to do. So, and and the workers um, they know that when these flowers blossom, that it's time to go to the start working the kanuka trees, and uh, and that's when we know that uh, that we're we're predominantly getting kanuka honey, and of course that gets backed up by. Uh, by clinical tests as well to make sure that uh, the unique kanuka properties that are found only in this honey are um, are, are being identified and, and are in the honey. Mark, that's, uh, it's really fascinating. And maybe, Carmen, you might have some information here with regards to this as well. I don't want to leave you out of this whole chat with, you know, Mark's been hogging it, so we'll have to bring you in. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking um, we've got Manuka, which we know is unbelievably uh, beneficial, and there's categorizations of the way in which there's this unique Manuka factor, which I think Comvita owns that patent. So there's all these other things that they talk about in terms of strength of it. What's the yes. difference between Manuka and Kanuka? Like, why are people going to go and move to Kanuka from Manuka when we know that there's a, a grading system already that talks about the strength of Manuka? How will people work out what to do with Kanuka? Well, from what I've learnt myself since working at Healthy Life is that the Kanuka has stronger antibacterial, antimicrobial properties compared to the Manuka, which also helps with, you know, inflammatory and uh, your immune system. But the Kanuka oil has been found to have stronger properties, uh, especially against those bacteria that are really hard to fight with some of the more common uh, prescribed medication such as you know recurring UTI so that's what makes it so much better and, and a fantastic product because you can help combat these common infections or problems that people have without having that burden of the antibiotics that you would have which can then go on to further exacerbate your presenting condition or create other problems that you didn't have before. And Carmen, I'd love to talk to you a little bit about honey and I guess particularly about sugar because, you know, sugar's been getting definitely a bad rap uh, in the health world and in the media over the last probably, well, probably the last decade really. And, um, you know, a lot of people are going right away, totally away from sugars. Um, whereas what we're saying here, you know, this honey, which is a beautiful natural product and natural sugar, and we're saying now this is beneficial and healthy for you. So what do people need to understand about sugar and, you know, the different sugars that are available on the market and, and the pros and cons of adding these sort of um, natural sugars into your diet? 
Well, as with everything, you know, moderation. And that's where part of the problem, I suppose, that we have in today's society is that um, there is no moderation and people get used to having sweets so they just keep adding the, the processed white sugar, which in the end doesn't have anything apart from the sugar, which, as you all know, our body needs anyway. But having these other less processed sugars means that um, it's a slower release of energy for the body to use so you don't have the sugar crash that we all tend to have around three o'clock if we're not eating properly throughout the day so that's the thing to keep in mind and also with the honey with these honeys um they have these other qualities which to me outweigh unless you're a diabetic i would say um any problems or issues in regards to sugar does that answer your question yeah absolutely does so, Carmen. That's great. So it's good to know. I mean, I mean we've been talking about uh, utilization of natural sugars for years and years and years, and I think it's, uh, most of our listeners would understand that there is benefit in having a whole food like honey, as opposed to a refined sugar like cane sugar or white sugar. Um, but I just want to mark whether or not there's more um, that we can see from the kanuka tree. Um, obviously, I'd love to learn a bit more about the oil. What does the oil do? But what else can we get from the kanuka tree that we can't get from the manuka tree? Yeah, no, no. Thank, th- thanks for it's a good, really good question as well. Actually, um, the, the kanuka tree, we've it, it's it's pretty new to the world as far as medical research is concerned, and we're one of the first companies in the world to to get independent medical research done on the oil and the the this the the. the, the the evidence and the and the and I guess the research data that came back was was quite phenomenal. Actually, it it, it found that the the oil had very high levels of, of properties that were were very strong for anti-inflammatory, but it, but it was also that was also supported by high antibacterial uh, properties as well. So when I say high, we're talking about uh, levels that are able to combat antibiotic resistant drugs, um, hospital bugs. So we're getting to a very, you know, to a very high level of, of, um, of antiseptic and antibacterial um, uh, properties and materials. So the, the other thing that we, we found was that it had um, very low levels of irritant um, within the oil as well. So that that's really important to, to note because there's a lot of fantastic essential oils out on the market that um, that are very good for antiseptic and antibacterial, but um, uh, th- there's quite a number of them that have a uh, an irritant property within the oil. And it was really good to, uh, to, to see that our oil – was very very low, which makes it really good for people with sensitive skin types and um, people that react to uh, to general essential oils when trying to combat certain uh, skin conditions. That's yeah, and so um, that's an interesting topic to talk about actually, because a lot of people nowadays use um, you know manuka honeys and these sort of medicinal honeys for a lot of different things as well. So we're not just talking about uh, I guess including it in your diet, but a lot of people are using it on their skin and in, in all sorts of other, you know, beauty products and all sorts of stuff nowadays. So, you know, what are some of the other benefits you can get out of it aside from, I guess, just eating it? Yeah, well, look, the look, the Kanuka honey itself, it, it, it's it's quite different from Manuka from two, from two aspects, actually. It's uh, one, 
Kanuka honey has an, a protein in it, um, which is called AGP protein, which is an alpha, an alpha acid, basically a glycoprotein that Manuka honey doesn't have. And this protein is naturally found in the human body. And it, it's an acute phase protein, basically, that, that binds to our red blood, blood cells. And, and so if we get any inflammation in our body, it, it goes to that area where the inflammation is and it helps to reduce the inflammation. So Kanuka honey having that naturally found within it is quite, quite exceptional uh, because it's one of the few uh, food products on the planet that actually has this protein in it that's able to boost the amount of protein that you already have in your body and and help reduce the amount of uh, inflammation that may be occurring in different parts of your body. So that leads us into conditions like st stomach inflammation, IBS, people suffering from arthritis can all benefit from uh, having extra, dose, extra doses of AGP protein uh, in, the, in their body. That's gold. That's, that's fantastic. So, I mean, that's a significant factor that makes it stand alone, like miles apart from Manuka. I mean, obviously, we know that Manuka is great for wound healing and, um, and the immune system and all that sort of thing. But Kanuka having that immediate acute phase protein, uh, which is, you know, gold for those people who can't mount a proper inflammatory response or have a maybe a, maybe a more susceptible immune system. That's, uh, that's outstanding. I love that. How did you guys discover it? I mean, is it just something that got passed on down through, through generations and generations of, um, of Kiwis or is it you stumbled across it? What happened there? With, yeah, it's a good question, actually. It's, it's, it's really only come to, to light in the last sort of 18 months to two years since uh, the New Zealand government, the Crown Research Institute, they, they started conducting a study into more New Zealand native honeys because Manuka had, uh, you know, had, had done so, so well uh, around the world as far as, a, as, as, as far as a type of honey was concerned. So, uh, and they started researching into into you know various honeys and Kanuka was one of them and so they released some of their data and published it in a medical journal stating that they'd found uh, this this protein and that they had conducted studies into Kanuka uh, being used topically on 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 skin and and skin problems and uh, and it was through that evidence that 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 we went wow this is um, this is pretty exciting but we also knew in the background that we'd been we'd been eating the honey for, for, for many many years that the native Maori on the island had been consuming the honey as well for you know for centuries. And, um, and so we knew that there was something really special about the Kanuka honey, particularly that that was on, on, the, on Great Barrow Island, but uh, we just didn't know exactly what it was about until some of this more, um, this latest research and start, data started coming out and, um, and enabled us to, uh, to start furthering more studies for ourselves. And since we've been uh, creating and, and, and making our honey available, both in our, in our products and, and, as a and as a honey in itself, uh, we've, we've been getting a lot of testimonials from people coming through saying, uh, you know, I've been using your honey topically on my face for inflammation, irritation, acne, uh, people suffering from rosacea. Uh, you know, rosacea, is, there's no cure for rosacea as we sort of know it in the world at the moment, and there's very few 
plants or, or natural or applications that you can use to uh, to, to to fix rosacea, and um, and we started finding that 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 the kanuka honey worked exceptionally well on uh, on reducing the effects of rosacea. So th- all of this um, has really been so very new in the last couple of years, and 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 I guess it's um it's it's in its really its early infancy of of um, of kanuka honey becoming known to to the consumer and and it's our job uh, hopefully to get it out there and and get people to understand you know what kanuka can do for uh for them and and for you know particular problems they may have well i think he's people are really excited about that mark because there's so many people out there with skin conditions that can just be incredibly infuriating and they've tried you know kind of tried everything and they just keep coming back and they're really irritating and annoying so i think for a lot of people they're definitely going to be listening to this thinking hey here's another option here's something i can give a go and, and hopefully get some results with it so i think Lots of people will be very excited about that. Um, one question I've got about it, I guess, is, you know, wh- what's the future for this? How available is this Kanuka going to be? Because obviously at the moment, um, you know, it's only available in your Healthy Life stores. And I think you've got about 50 stores uh, at healthylife.com.au, I think it is. And um, But it's only available at your stores. Um, and it's obviously only coming from one sort of smallish island. So What's the future for Kanuka? I mean, is this something that is going to be in the future become, you think, more readily available? And what's the capacity to be able to produce this on a larger scale, given where it comes from? Yeah, look, it's uh, we, we know that we're 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 one of the few, if not the only, medical grade producer of Kanuka honey in New Zealand at the moment. Uh, and, and it does come down to to resource and availability, I guess. It's uh, one you've got to have the type of kanuka tree that can produce this type of honey, uh, you know, growing in your backyard, and then you've got to have enough of the trees, I guess. So, and it, it, this this particular a tree it, it only blossoms once a year so you've you know compared to the manuka that's blossoming blossoming two to three times a year it's um it's quite rare it's quite rare at the moment so we're able to produce a certain amount um throughout the year and um and that's enough to be able to supply obviously a certain amount of demand on the market we're also it Although you know we're available in, in the Healthy Life stores throughout Australia, we're also obviously um, throughout stores in New Zealand. We're also starting to export to five international markets as well. So, um, you know, as far as Sven's Island and and Kanuka honey um, is concerned, I think you know we're we're making sure that we have enough resource on the farm as we keep growing the business. Um, and um, and obviously our little friends the bees that that obviously they keep um, keep working with us to be able to create the honey and um, and I guess as we move forward uh, the capacity that we have available at the moment can grow and um, we keep a close eye on that because sustainability is extremely important to us and to our business so uh, and um, and and over the next few years I think it will probably come down to uh, how much research information and education is put out into the market about Kanuka and um, and the honey and particularly the oil as well and 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 its uh, you know its capabilities and and um, and and how much I guess demand is, is going to be there in the market for uh, for this particular product 
Yeah, so there's a heap of great questions there, or you know, thoughts there, and obviously around a little island with sustainability. It's great that you guys are doing that. There was a little time um, that the little those little mites were getting stuck into the bees over in New Zealand. Um, I recall, and there's a fair bit of work being done into that. Is that still a problem over in New Zealand with regards to um, you know the sustainability or the longevity of bees? Yeah, look, there is there there is the mite is still is still in New Zealand uh, and unfortunately it did spread you know pretty much across the whole of New Zealand and it, it's been something that the government and and bee farmers have been working very hard to to contain and, and it has reduced significantly over the last few years uh, the island was very very lucky um, there was an an, uh, an end of the island that did get affected Um a couple of years ago, but it was eradicated fairly quickly. So we were very lucky that the farm and our hives weren't affected by it. Uh, but moving forward, uh, everyone's keeping a very close eye on it and making sure that that something like this uh, doesn't happen again. And everybody is being very careful um, as far as sustainability, making sure that um, you know their hives are very healthy. That people are starting to really work with the bees and working with nature, as opposed to just. Uh, you know, extracting as much as as much honey as you can possibly can without sort of looking after the the welfare of 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 the plants and and the bees. So so things are changing, and it's 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 um it's becoming a, a lot more positive. You know, it's it, compared to even sort of twenty years ago um, within the the fee, uh, the bee farming community within New Zealand. So uh, so I think the future is looking really really good. We just um, all work together to make sure that it. Uh, that, that, that it's um, sustainable. And uh, Mark, I'd love to ask you before we go about the taste of Kanuka honey, because obviously, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the medical benefits, but one of the things I was reading about it was that compared to Manuka honey, it has less sugar, but also less bitterness, which almost seems like a, you know, contra, you know, contrary to what you would expect. You know, you think that it's got to have sugar to be, you know, sweeter, but it seems like this is the exact opposite, which is probably exactly what people are looking for in terms of, you know, what they want to have with the honey they're adding to their ingredients. You know, to keep, they can keep the sugar down a little bit, but still make all their nice uh, foods and treats and whatever they're making um, taste sweet. That, that's almost an ideal combination. So what does it taste like? Exactly. You look at tastes. It's, look, I'm going to be a little biased because, you know, I really love the honey and I consume it every day, but uh, it, it tastes fantastic. And, and a lot of our customers have have, have said the same. And it, um, it, ha- it does have a, a lower glucose level than, than Manuka and some of the other varieties of, of honey. Uh, the taste is less bitter than your higher MGO and UMF Manuka honey. Uh, for some reason, we we don't know why. It's, it could be a natural occurrence within the honey. Um, so it has a very sort of caramelly uh, taste, which just doesn't leave a, a sort of a slightly bitter aftertaste that you do get with with some of the other honey. So very lucky in that respect, um, and and people just tend to and to really enjoy the taste of it, um, whilst having you know obviously those you know those incredible medical benefits. It sounds fantastic. I can't wait to get my hands on some, Bretto. I'm sure you'll be chomping at the bit to get a little bit of that. So I'm looking forward to well, trying I'm, it. I'm sure you're not the only one, Damo. So we probably should ask Mark about where to get it from and, and where, because I know there's 50 stores around in Australia that have got it, but where are they and how do we get our hands on it and you know how expensive is it and all that sort of stuff we need to know, Mark, because we want to go get some. No, exactly. Yeah. So we'll, uh, 
we're available throughout the healthy life chain uh, throughout Australia. And uh, that's their 50 stores. We're also in some independent stores as well. Uh, and um, as, we, as we're growing our business and our, and our brand, um, we'll become you know, hopefully more available and, and, um, and more stores and, and available to, uh, to more customers. But you, you can find our, our honey, um, uh, you know, on, on the shelf, at least in the Healthy Life stores and the main city centres um, in Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, and um, and you know, hopefully uh, our uh, our our uh, customers out in WA will be be able to receive some some honey as well. But we're also available online, um, so people are able to go to Spens Island www.spensisland.com and and purchase the honey online as well. Did you hear that demo? Main city centres, Adelaide. Yeah, I, I like that. that. I did actually nearly fall off my chair when you said that, Mark. Like, <laughs> like, you're talking Adelaide here, right? So, no, that's fantastic. So, Mark, you, you spoke about Sven's Island, uh, but who's Sven? Yeah, so Sven's my stepfather, uh, and he uh, he lives uh, with my mother on on the farm on Great Bear Island, and. He's uh, he's an interesting guy. He's um, he's lived on the island his whole life, and um, he's been he's been a bee farmer for the past 25, 30 years. He's uh, he's been making uh, herbal re- herbal remedies and and tinctures from from the native plants for the for the same time. He's uh, worked with the worked alongside the the local Maori and the iwi and understood all of their centuries of uh, of medicinal knowledge from the plants and so he's he's basically turned into a walking encyclopedia of uh, New Zealand botanicals so he's um and uh, and you know a couple of years ago Sven and I decided to uh, to to create a brand um, with Sven's Island um, to to make all these amazing natural remedies available to the world and um, and so that that's what we've done with Put all his incredible knowledge of the plants and um, into uh, into each and every product, and it's uh, it's we've created a you know an amazing range of um, therapeutic products that that uh, a lot of people are getting a lot of benefit from. Well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us, and Carmen. I know that Carmen dropped her, her call dropped out before, but thanks, Carmen, for joining us as well. And Brito, I've learned a lot today. I think it's been great. Yes, I'm definitely going to give it a crack. This sounds uh, sounds good. I have yeah. to try it out. Absolutely. So yeah, thanks, again, thanks Mark. guys. Yeah, no, I know you won't dis- be disappointed. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a great it's a great honey. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash the wellness guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au. And to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and And we'll join you next time on the Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.